Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I'm joined by Yalamari Hellander to discuss his film, Sisu. During the last desperate days of World War II, a solitary prospector crosses paths with Nazis on a scorched earth retreat in Northern Finland. When the Nazis steal his gold, they quickly discover that they have just tangled with no ordinary miner. While there is no direct translation for the Finnish word Sisu, the legendary ex-commando will embody what Sisu means, a white-knuckled form of courage and unimaginable determination in the face of overwhelming odds. And no matter what the Nazis throw at him, the one-man death squad will go to outrageous lengths to get his gold back, even if it means killing every last Nazi in his path. Big thanks to Bookmans for sponsoring this episode and to Fort Worth for letting us use their song at the end. If you'd like to connect with the show, the best place to find us online is at followingfilms.com, or you can go to Twitter by following at followingfilms. Please leave us a review and follow the show on Spotify. It really does help. You can also support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash followingfilms slash support. Sisu will be in theaters on Friday, April 28th. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I, or I guess it's a, it's probably good afternoon where, where you are. Yeah, it is afternoon it, here. It's a uh, 5:30 in the morning here in uh, in Arizona. So <laughs> I was um, I, I was excited enough to talk to you about this film that I decided to get up at 5:30 in the morning to make this happen. So I apologize if I'm only uh, three minutes out of bed at this point. So if I'm a little bit groggy right now. That sounds great. <laughs> well, I I absolutely adore this film. And I think one of the reasons that I really love this is sitting right behind you. If I'm looking at when I look at these posters, that makes sense how there would be a commonality and how we probably have <laughs> similar taste because this thing felt like it was absolutely made for me and that I've never really seen something exactly like this. There's definitely tonal elements of other films that I can pick up on here. But in doing this, you've made something really unique under yourself. So congratulations on the film, man. This is something really special. Thank you so much. I was wondering if you talk a little bit about where the idea for this came from. The idea came, it's a combination of two ideas, basically, because I had an idea of doing a film about the gold rush in the olden days in Finland, in Lapland. Mm. Uh, but I never like. And I wanted it to be in an action film, but I never like knew what's going to happen. And 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 one day I was thinking about the Nazis who who left Lapland and and burned it to the ground. And uh, like a minute after that, I knew exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Did you know right from the jump that you're going to be pushing it this far, uh, as far as the because the the action in here it. Man, it's I don't want to give any of the gags away because one of the sheer joys of this film is seeing how you one-up yourself throughout the film. But did you know how far you were going to push this right from the jump? Not from the first second, but and it probably it took me something like two years after that idea came to me to write it. Uh and I, I needed to be in a very dark place in my mind to it was it was during the pandemic when everything went to shit and and i was really angry and jealous and and all that shit so from that 
it it somehow emerged itself and uh, uh well and I, I i knew that i i had to be inventive with the with the action because well it's it it isn't like a 100 million dollar budget so i had to be invent, inventive to stand up from from other action films and uh, that was where the most of the time went to basically to trying to figure out how is Adam going to survive this and how he's going to kill that. And uh, <laughs> and I had a lot of fun with it. And you divide the film into these chapters, which is something that I really appreciate. Um, it's it, sometimes it's almost for comedic effect. Other times the way that the chapter break happens, it's um, mm-hmm. it just really moves the action forward because it's such a simple, simple, straightforward story here where it really is just a man moving from point A to point B is the, mm-hmm. is this whole story. Um, but can you talk a little bit about the decision to divide this film up the way you did? It actually came in the edit as, as also did the, uh, the voiceover in the beginning, mm. because it somehow felt uh, when we were editing the film that it, it felt almost too serious in the beginning like before it's basically starts to happen something so it, it was a way to like um, to have a sense of style style from the beginning that this is not like an average drama of of guy digging gold basically <laughs> so so it was something like that idea and i in in one point i was willing to take I wanted to take all the chapters away, but by then everyone loved them so much that I decided to leave them there. And because I, I could see that absolutely, because the you have such a quiet <laughs> central character in this film mm-hmm. who really um, the opening of this film because it's so quiet for so long that it could almost feel like there will be blood, like that tonally mm-hmm. you might be going to that direction. But because the opening that you have for this with the map and everything, you can mm-hmm. feel that this is something that is in this like grand adventure style. It's going to be something that's mm-hmm. really big. It's not going to be completely grounded in our reality, despite the fact this is taking place in um, you know events that really happened. But this is something that is separate from our reality and i and i do because the film the look of it feels very natural um but then all the things that are happening in it are just batshit crazy so it's this balance it's a kind kind of that i really appreciate because it's something that makes it so it doesn't go too far as far as the visuals go and as far as the style of this mm-hmm. goes um the actual look of it the cinematography there's beautiful cinematography here there's this um you know the costume design all these things that are supporting it they feel they're balancing it and pulling it back into reality today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by bookman's i'm joined today by my son jacob jacob say hello, hello. To people oh there you go you're already on it so jacob when you go to bookman's what is it that you like to look at what do you like to get to get toys You like to look at the movies and you like to get the coffee news, the newspaper they have out front. That's yes. great. So last time we went into Bookman's, I picked up a movie. Um, what movie did I get, Jacob? A stick from New York, but that's the name as it hurts of the uh, 
Ex oh, as to cover. Sorry, sorry. I so, no, no, you're okay. Would you talk a little bit about what you see on the cover of Escape from New York on this Blu-ray that I got? So, based on this cover, you see glass shattered and also the Statue of Liberty's face fell apart because... In this movie, Escape from New York, is the introduction is a man trying to save the president's daughter, and New York turns into a prison in this movie. And there's the hero, as you can see, very strong, in fact. Oh, yeah. Now, this is one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. Now, you're too young to watch it because you're only six years old, but do you think in a couple of years from now, when you get a little bit older, you'll want to check out Escape from New York? Yeah. Okay, what's a movie that you've seen that we picked up at Bookman's that you like? Come here, talk so that people can hear you. A uh, Little Shop of Horrors? Little Shop of Horrors, that's a great movie. So, when you're going to Bookman's, you can get movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4K, Laserdisc, VHS. You can also get comic books, books, newspapers, magazines, home furnishings. Um, you can get tons of stuff there. Because remember, Bookman's has your cool covered. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm. I'm really proud of the tone of the film, how it, how it turned out, uh, because it, it is exactly what I was like dreaming to have, uh, because it's it's made basically very seriously. Everything like like yeah, Adam is not a funny guy, like ever. Never. It doesn't it doesn't even smile in the film, uh, and so. It, it was fun how the uh, ways how she, he's basically killing the Nazis became so funny. And, and I have a lot of like old people coming to me and saying in a, in a really confused way that, that they didn't understand why they were laughing because it wasn't supposed to be funny in, in their like mind. And, and so they were really confused and I was laughing because that's what I was aiming to. Well, you when you you don't have to do a lot of work when you make the villains Nazis. You can put them through all of this, and you have permission to laugh at that right away. There's there's not there's not a lot of empathy there right from the jump. So I think that's really smart setting it that way. Um, can you talk a little about your casting here? Because the film really you're centered on this one man for the most part. Um, that if it if you don't have that right actor in that role, I think the film doesn't work despite all the gags and everything. Mm -hmm. It's just, he has, he has to carry so much weight just on his face. There's a physicality mm -hmm. to this that I think could go underappreciated because he does a great job in this film. Yeah, he does. I've, I've worked with Jorma in all my movies basically. And, and I know him so well and he knows me very well. So we needed that kind of like history between us and and uh, and uh, and trust to to be able to do something like that because it's not like an automatic thing that would happen that that this guy would actually be so interesting and so good like main character because you basically don't speak at all and. And uh, well, it's a, it's amazing how well he did it. But but I knew he will do it just like he did. 
And the other thing I, I need to mention here is the sound design in this film is mm. phenomenal. It's so good. This is one of those movies that I just, I, I feel like I could, when I have the <laughs> um, home theater set up, it's like, this is one that will absolutely give it a workout. This is something I could use to demonstrate what it can do. And mm. it makes me want to see this in a theater so desperately because this is something I watched at home, but I would really love to see this in an audience. Cause I think that in a theater, the sound here is just incredible. It is. It, it it sure is, and it's totally different ball game than looking at it home. Even if you have a really good system, but yeah, uh, we used a lot of time to make the sounds and the music uh, as as well as we can, and and how the boots, what sound the boots make when they hit the sand, and how the leather, uh, what kind of sound it makes. And, and we used a lot of time to create because we are not talking that much. So I, I needed to have a lot of lot of details in the, in the sound design to, to make it sound alive in a way. Well, it, it absolutely does that. And I think it gives the film, you were talking about this isn't a $100 million um, film, but it feels like it in a lot of ways where the, the sound here, it feels like the sound design that you would see in a really large budget action film. You have a, a set piece here at the end of the film that feels like something absolutely that you would see in a large Hollywood blockbuster, which by the way, I don't want to give that end gag away, but there was a moment in this film where I was thinking, well, shit, we're like an hour into this thing. I don't think he may have run out of steam. There's nothing else you could possibly do at this point. <laughs> and then, <laughs> when he pulls out that pickaxe and just where he ends up at that point, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I you, you did it. You upped yourself, which is something that I think is <laughs> really tough to do when you get that crazy that early to keep one upping yourself throughout it. And there's a propulsion, this movie that just really doesn't let go. And it's constantly upping itself right until that punchline at the end. And it's such a satisfying watch because of that. Yeah. I had one rule when I was writing and it was because I uh, I had to make that rule because I was disappointed in my earlier work because I didn't have that rule. And the rule was that when I have a, like a really good action scene and a good idea, uh, I won't move it like later on because I don't have better ideas after it because I just knew that I just fucking have to have better <laughs> ideas and I won't move that anywhere. It's there. So I have to top it. And then I have the next one and I have to stop it too. So uh, that's a good rule to have, I think. That's a fantastic rule. And as an audience member, it just it creates a really <laughs> satisfying experience. But um, I, I know we're running short on time here, but I, I got to tell you, man, that that thing in the, I, I'll just say this, I don't want to give it away, but that moment in the minefield, um, there's like three gags in there that I absolutely didn't see happen the coming. And that was the part where I think from that point on, I just had a smile on my face for like the next 45 <laughs> minutes and it just didn't let up. And I really can't wait for people to see this film. Cause I want to have conversations about a very specific moment, which is something I have absolutely never seen in a film before. And I've seen a lot of goddamn movies, but I've never seen that before. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> well, congratulations, Ren. You got something special here. I really enjoyed this. So th thank you for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you.